What up, everybody? It's the Well-Spoken Token coming at you again with another episode. Guys, it's episode eight. And if you haven't checked out the previous episode, you can check it out above or below this link on your favorite streaming platform. It's entitled Black Boy Magic parentheses, The Gathering. Today on the top today on the podcast, excuse me, we're covering Mother's Day, dreams and aspirations. We're dealing with uh, times that we've ever been grounded. We talk about jail, following your dreams, and just staying true to yourself. Guys, don't forget, you might want to break out some tissues or, you know, just sensitive topic, trigger warning. We do get into a bit about the Ahmad Aubrey situation. So we wanted to go ahead and let people know before we dug too deep in here. Thank you guys again. Hope you enjoy the podcast. What up, everybody? It's the Well-Spoken Token, and we're coming at you again with another episode. Guys, it is episode eight today, and I am ridiculously excited. Man, oh man, I'm here with my brother. What's happening, man? Yeah, what's up? What's good? First of all, we kick this off. Uh, We want to go ahead and say, I mean, we're a little late. It's afterwards. We've already said Happy Mother's Day to my mom. But to all the mothers that check out the podcast, which is not a lot because the demographic is mostly men. But to all the mothers that check out the podcast or are going to check out the podcast, happy Mother's Day. We appreciate all you queens, soon-to-be mothers, expectant mothers, not mothers, but want kids. Happy Mother's Day in the future, I guess. Don't forget about the angel mothers. Oh, yeah, angel moms Yeah, and all the varieties of uh, other moms that have been through Yeah, countless horrible traumatic experiences. God, God bless this is your day as well. Well, this is today is not your day, but let's just call it May, the month of mothers, the mother month of May. I liked it. The month of mothers? Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. May is the month of mothers. I liked it. Yeah, but we just wanted to go ahead and give a shout out because, you know, none of us would be here without a woman. Uh, you know, who was it that said? Uh, Tupac. I was going to say this is a man's world, but it wouldn't be nothing. Oh, word. Never. Like, it wouldn't be nothing without a woman or a girl. I can't remember who the hell said that without, shit. Is that a woman or a girl? Yeah, without a woman or a girl. But I don't think that's the name of the title. I don't think that's the title. Man's of World is a... Uh, this is a man's world. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bobby Brown? Not Bobby no. Brown. James no. Brown? I think it's, it's James Brown. Brown. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was sitting here like, wait a minute. I know, damn. Nobody take my card to pull my music card or anything like that because I couldn't remember James Brown. James Brown name. You a bitch ass nigga if you taking cards over some dumb shit like that. I mean, you know, nigga's been dead now for like solid... 10 years, 10, 12 years? I don't know. I that can't think it's been it. a lot. I was like, besides Chadwick Boseman and his like stunning performance in that uh, movie, Get Up. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll dick ride Chadwick Boseman. I don't mind. You'll be the only one. You know, I don't even know if that nigga has a woman or anything like that, but shout outs to Chadwick Boseman. He's playing the first black samurai, uh, Yasuke. Who did the fact checking on that? Uh, Yasuke or like in general? On Yasuke. Uh, like, so there are actual historical records like dating back that talk about uh, Yasuke in Japan and shit. Because during the Edo period, uh, right after the Edo period uh, was like, well, let me, let me not fuck this up. We, Sometime- got a young <laughs> black, we got a young black male giving Japanese history. Brah, we out here. But yeah, so essentially around the Edo period, Christianity was starting to make its way over to uh, Japan, essentially. And so a lot of Jesuits or priests essentially would go over there and you know nigga, they they had slaves and shit so yasuke before he was ever yasuke before that nigga ever had a name 
was bought by some like fucking Jesuit ass like Christian priest dudes. Who the fuck is a Jesuit? I fucking know. Somebody likes Jesus. I swear. <laughs> you love using words. You don't entirely know. I like I basically I knew it was like their type of parishioner or some shit. What is that? A parishioner is a motherfucker that like goes around and spreads the word. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, technically, like, you, you're a person. Like, mom lives in a parish. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> now that I know the root word, yeah, continue. Okay, gotcha. But basically, he had been bought by some parish- parishioners, brought over to Japan, and while he was there, the niggas was marveling at how huge he was, because they had never seen, like, a like They'd never seen somebody man. over 5'10"? They <laughs> were just like, oh, my God! Like, it wasn't Godzilla, because I almost really... Really went left racist. Real racist. Like I almost, did, I almost went there. But basically, they got he got over there. They were astounded with him. They were so taken by him that they accepted him into the culture. Basically, and uh, the Christian motherfuckers they gave Yasin, uh, Yasuke to Yasin the Yasin Bay. <laughs> Yasin Bay. I got the wrong. Y'all got the wrong dude to play Yasuke, bro. Y'all got to get uh, yo fucking Lupe Fiasco or Most Def. Lupe Del- Fiasco, no. You know Most Def, yeah. That's a battle that I'd want to see. No, that's not good. Like, like a battle, like you, uh, fucking Lupe Fiasco versus Most Def. All right, we're coming off the heels of I, that. I, yeah, I'm just saying, after that awesome Erica Badu and Jill Scott battle, which if you guys haven't checked that out, I actually put together a playlist about that. You can check that out. It was in my story. I also shared it. Uh, so it's also connected to my Spotify. We'll link it in the description so that you can check it out. Look, at you, look at you learning social. Yeah, be out here trying, you know? You know. Eight episodes in, we can't be out here, you know. Right. You know, fucking up. We ain't, we ain't bullshitting. Yeah, proud of you, man. Oh, thank you. But yeah, check that out. It's the entire playlist. It's every song except for today. That's the one I missed. That's because bum-ass Spotify, which I love Spotify. Thanks for hosting my shit. Uh, that's because Spotify did not have the uh, song today, but that's the only one missing. It's 18 songs all together on the playlist. You don't have to listen to all of them. Like, huh? It's probably way more than 18 because it was 18 rounds. God damn. It was 18 right. rounds. So been... 18 times 2 is math. Math. 36? I don't know. Yeah, 36. I don't know. So there might be 36 songs on the track. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was incredible. It honestly, was uh, I, honestly, I love the hell out of both of these women. But, I mean, obviously, I've got to talk about my bias towards Miss Badu because, man, my mama... Like, I hear Badu's music, and there was only a couple of things that I would, like, immediately, like, flash back to. I would either be smelling, like, bleach from the countless amount of times my mom would, like, get up and play, like, uh, Apple Tree or, like, on and on and be clean. Like, window seat cleaning the house and stuff like that. I knew. Window seat is not in, is incorrect. Window seat's not a house cleaning? Okay, excuse me. No, because you would have to, the, the timing is wrong. But go on. I'm not oh. trying to kill your pie. Either way, excuse me. But basically, my mom was a big uh, Badu head. I don't know what the hell you call Badu fans. I don't know, fans. Fans. <laughs> but she was huge into her, and she used to make, like, she would clean to the songs, and we would always have to wake up, like, early, early in the summer, right there in the spring, or, you know, right before my mom had her period, and we would just have to get up and fucking clean to all these angry white woman music. But one thing I do remember taking from that was Miss Badu, who was not angry white mu- woman music. It's probably one of the most, like, soulful no, and was, funky sounds. It was just real vindictive, uh, real vindictive soul music. Yeah, because, like, my mom was just, every woman at the time when they're cleaning the house just likes to think about their oppression. Nah, mom's just a, mom's just a, you know, love you, mom. Mom's just an angry cleaner. Yeah. I guess like, so. if she wants to if if she wants to do it herself, she'll do it herself. But the only way she'll do it herself is if she's pissed. 
Yeah, right. Otherwise, and, it's our job. And then everybody else has to clean. That is some funny shit, though. Like, I don't know if you do this, but, like, in the past, in my relationships, like, when I was around somebody or if I yeah. was staying with them, uh, if I was upset, we just got done having oh, I clean. I clean like a motherfucker. Yeah, no, no, no. Just like, when I'm pissed off, I clean. I was just being that bitch, just, like, grabbing dishes and fucking sweeping and shit, just yeah. mad. Like, because you got to clear your head, man. Right? That's definitely something I picked up more so from my mom than uh, anybody Pops. else. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Pops does. Dad did that. not angry clean. Yeah, no. I'm no. definitely 100% an angry cleaner. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad that I'm a constructive angry boy. Right. Like, this could be way worse. I could break stuff, be punching holes in right. the wall. I've never understood a, a, a nigga who will punch a hole in a wall because he's mad. <laughs> Bruh. One of the funniest stories I have about uh, Patrick... Mm. Patrick CSB, like I love you, man. Shout out, but I'm about I, to, I forgot to cut but, his name out. Last time. <laughs> you just said his name in the last one. I didn't. No, know. you did. I did. Excuse me. I yeah. didn't. I I went back and listened. But I guess I I missed it. Sorry, yeah. man. I doxed you. Um, but essentially, one of my funniest stories I had about it was when we were in like middle school. Man, he used to be a real angry kid because yeah. he was hooked on heroin. I don't know. Like about yeah, that. but he, he had a, like a hair. He had a heroin problem, but you know. I don't know. About but that. Uh, Do I need to cut that. Do I need to cut that later? I don't know. Is that accurate? It's po- it's a real thing. It happened. Heroin in middle school? Yeah, bro. That's gnarly. And you live in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you live in the middle of that's nowhere. That's gnarly. That's hardcore. That's, that's gangster shit. That's what's up. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> nah, I have yeah, no. Yeah, no. That's, no why, that's dope as fuck. That's why he's so angry. And that's why he's so calm now. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that nigga's an entirely different person. Because, you know, when you kick a heroin habit... <laughs> In your teens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's why. He was so, like, so that whole year, like, eighth grade. I'm going to leave it, but if you're wrong. No, nah, like, I talk right. to him all the time. Like, what do you, like, cool. we, we bonded over drugs. Like, when we, that's how we actually got back to, like, being cool. Because we knew each other in kindergarten. Kindergarten, yeah. first grade, and then he moved. And, like, next thing you know, I was like, yo, eighth grade, holy crap. Whatever you say, so King. then we started talking, hanging out. But, yada, yada. He was, we were walking up the hallways, and he had this girlfriend at the time. She was fucking wild, and she was just going ham on him, like, all, all the way up the hallways, and she was just fucking yelling that, what's and your screaming. Face? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to that up. <laughs> just listen. Who knows? Like, I just said her last name. Like, yeah, you didn't have to say that last part either. Either way. 100% reverse net. But go on. Uh, yeah. So, like, she's going in on him, just like, oh, my God, you're a piece of shit, blah, blah, blah. Why won't you do Small this? Small towns blah, are blah, gnarly. Blah. <laughs> she's just going fucking ham. It's like, this is eighth grade, nigga. What do you have to scream at this man about? But he's just, like, very quietly, very softly. He's just like, hey, just drop it. Hey, hey, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And then, like, he just builds and builds. Now, mind you, we're walking the hallway. You remember the, the cement walls? Yeah, I remember. So we're coming around the corner of the cement wall, and she just goes in. She's still going at his ass, and he just just Before screams. you finish this, yeah, really think about it. He didn't hit the bitch. I'm not going to tell a, a domestic abuse story That's if disgusting. it doesn't involve our grandpa. We're from a small, we're from a small town in East Texas. That happens in the eighth grade. Hell but yeah. go on. The grassy was like, the grassy was disgustingly, <laughs> disgustingly <Accurate>. relatable. <laughs> disgustingly. It was just like, damn, gonorrhea in eighth grade. Everything but the fucking uh, paraplegic shit. Uh, we're just, <laughs> Jimmy gets shot and uh, Claire. But <laughs> Claire. <laughs> That's still my favorite episode. But <laughs> Claire. <laughs> You're my date to the dance. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. That's still one of my favorite references. But whatever, yada yada. So he's building and building and building, and he's like, finally, he's just like at the top of his lungs in the middle of the hallway. We are walking to class. This nigga's just like, shut the fuck up, and just slams his head into the cement wall. You just totally said, <laughs> yeah, I said, fuck her name. this bitch today. Yeah. <laughs> I said her name. This is gonna it. be a great time. 
But yeah, he was like, shut the fuck up. And he slams his head against the wall. And she's just so stunned. And I'm just so hype at that point. Because I was like, yo, you just harmed yourself to get that bitch to shut up. But that's wild. Yo. I would never in my life do some wild shit like that. Where I'm just going to fucking harm myself to get you to shut the fuck up. Nah. That's disgusting. Like, I'd That's hit. gnarly as shit. That nigga's <laughs> hardcore. I fuck with that nigga. He's hard, <laughs> this motherfucker used to walk around school, razor blades in his mouth, and never get cut. It'd be like that. You just spit them out at people. I was like, this is wild, bro. Small town Texas. <laughs> really living out here, man. Damn, he also punched the nigga over that girl. Remember the topic at hand here. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I just it's, got a little off. It's constructive <laughs> anger. <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, original point before we got into all that. Constructive uh, anger. Yeah, uh, being con- like being constructively angry, man. Like... I'm not a very angry person. Shit, you know this. Like, uh, it takes a... I, I don't remember the last time I've blown the shit up. I lost my job, like, last year. Mm. No, no, two years ago, 2017. Because our a friend of the family essentially fucked me over, and I didn't even, like, go off on him. I was just like, yo, yeah, that happened, man. I lost my job because of you. And then I walked off. Because I'd rather not fuck with you or go do something. Like, I'm, If you fuck me over, I'm not going to, like, flip out on you. I'm just going to be like, oh, okay. I see where this is. And I'm just kind of like, oh, for sure. forgive and forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 100%. If I'm mad, I'm not going to fucking be mad they at say, you. I'm just going to move different Shit, they say, around you. They say hypertension's a silent killer. Yeah, right. So, like, I'm just saying, what the fuck I look like one killing day, myself. One day a fucking blood vessel going to pop in your shit and you're going to be mad as fuck. Hell yeah, man. All this repressed anger and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to fucking flip out. That's why I play video games. But back to your mother. Yes. Our yes. mother. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But mom... Uh, mom was uh, taught us to be a little more constructively angry because she would get pissed off and clean or ground us. That was another thing she liked to do when she got pissed off. Be like that. <laughs> Man, okay, crazy question. What was the longest time that you remember being grounded? I really don't remember. Really? I really don't remember. I was grounded for eight months. There was that time that um, I wanted to play that stupid shithead ass joke about Roots with what's your name? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Were, were you... Uh... Uh-huh. We don't have to say it. Yeah. Because I'm not proud of it. Obviously. I mean, it was funny to me. <laughs> I thought it was funny, too. I, to be honest, to be honest, yeah. I still think that's hilarious. <laughs> it was funny, nigga. But, but mom was not about mom that Mom was shit. not about that shit. She, mom was never uh, the And it, it, it was just because of the thing that happened beforehand. It was dumb. I was doing some dumb shit. The thing that happened, the thing that, that started it, mm-hmm. I don't know why she was beating my ass and then <laughs> had to remind me. <laughs> that I had said this shit. I was like, damn. <laughs> I didn't even know why I was getting my ass beat up until now. Oh, nah, I definitely knew. <laughs> nah, man, but they loved, like, I don't know. There's something about, like, constructive act. Like, I guess that was their way of constructively whooping our ass. It was just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you everything that happened and what went wrong right. as I'm beating that ass. But God, man, that was like, I feel like that was the most dad talked to me sometimes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, that's what, that, that's yeah. fucking that's that, fucking edgy. That was a joke. I was like, I, I don't know. Actually, <laughs> we I have a very healthy relationship with my father, but it was just it was it was out there. It was low hanging fruit. That's why. But yeah, she taught us constructive constructive anger, and then also like you know a, a strong deep love for Miss Badu. But dude, when I got like when I was listening and shit, I was like I was sleeping on some of Jill Scott's uh, discography. Oh, Jill Scott's great. Like I did not know that she did that. Uh, let's let's take a walk. What the fuck? Uh, long walk. Long walk. God damn. But yeah, long walk. I didn't know that was Jill Scott. I just really fucking liked that song. Again, I didn't know that Jill Scott wrote "You Got Me." Yeah, she wrote that. But yeah. 
She wrote that on behalf of the Roots. So let's not sit here and pretend like that's an Erica or a Jill Scott song. That is a Roots song. Which they just decided that, you know, it was a good idea to put that up there. Like, them niggas can get a favor from anybody, I bet. Like, oh, 100%. Like there's nah, no- eh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who's who's the roots? Who are the roots beefing with? Like, Nobody, but it's not about the beef. It's not about the beef. They're like uh, they're on Fallon now. Actually, you know what? And the thing about the roots is nobody buys roots albums. Very true. Like if you've ever tried to bond with a nigga over like Undone or like um, what the fuck is that album after that? Uh, shit. Some black thought wrapped on. No, 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 no. It's, it's really good. They make really good albums. I wouldn't doubt it, man. They're a fucking tight, man. And I say tight, not like in the old reference, but like tight right. as in cohesive. These motherfuckers have been together, what, 30 years almost? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I don't say know, 30. Like 20. Like Probably 20. Like 20. Closer to no, 20. No, because like you have to think, 1990, right? I, I doubt that they were like do, dealing anything with the 90s, but I'm just saying now. I'm fact checking. Tw- now. Like being 2020, it's like 30 years since the 90s. I'm man. fact checking. Wow. <laughs> Go on fact check then. But. Uh, which is fucked up because you know what? I can't actually name any. Oh, 1987. No, you're not bullshit. Nah, no, I'm 33 Over 30. years. God damn. Like 33 years. That's fucking crazy. You know what's fucking, you know what's fucks, what fucks me up, man, is that I can only think of two Roots members' names. I'm sure you can. Black Dot. But they're revolving. Me. Remember, they're revolving. Ah, so the only two people that are consistently there. It's a 33, it's a 33 year uh, band, though. So yeah, I mean, I mean, like like the Foo Fighters. Like, them niggas had, like, a fucking revolving door for a while. It was just like. Of certain members, not like, every member. No, no, I mean, you couldn't replace some shit. It was like, but the, the guitarist, revolving door. Like, and then they were like, we just want all the other guitarists. guitarists. It's not Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because. They switch between lead and rhythm a lot, but either way. I think that's how most of Oh, the name of the album, and I can't believe I forgot this shit. It was And Then You Shoot Your Cousin. That's a really good album. That's a dope-ass album title. It's a, it's a great album title. It's all types of crazy weird shit about God. The fucking the fucking uh, artwork in the album is great. You should listen to it if you ever got the chance. Oh. It's way better than all that Hamilton bullshit niggas like to listen to. <laughs> you're gonna first of all first of all cause you know what I was so ready to be cohesive I was yeah. so ready but then you said that shit about Hamilton and I gotta we gotta have that discussion alright sure for those of you guys who don't know right my brother is not a fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda, Lin-Manuel Miranda. yeah he's soft like <laughs> look man there's a lot of soft niggas out here and I like some of them I like a lot of soft niggas but well, I love Frank Ocean Frank is Frank Ocean fought Chris Brown <laughs> You can't say he's softer. No, you can't. Because Chris was throwing hands with everybody. Chris yeah, had, right. Chris threw hands with Rihanna. I mean, and, it and, wasn't. And debatably, almost lost. <laughs> right? Right? Could have lost really easily. Yeah. Damn, the ruin pictures came out and everybody was fucking shocked and aghast. I mean, you know. Also, what? we don't condone the beating of women. We Not just happen to be on that subject. But, uh, what was I saying? Uh, about... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, because you fucking uh, de- derailed me. I like Lin-Manuel Miranda. I think he's very creative, right? I don't think that... Uh, actually, I-, I think that for the scope of our people and Puerto Ricans... Who's our people? Ethnic minorities. Ethnic? Ethnic. Or You're ethnic? I am ethnic. Are you black or are you ethnic? I'm black, goddammit. But okay. you know, I'll say our people as like, excuse me, yes, maybe I should rephrase. And I'm not trying to be on that tribal tribalism bullshit, but it's just like, look, man, get, finish your thought. I'm not trying speak to speak up. Oh, uh, either way, speak up from, I, I get it. You know, yeah. Rep your shit, rep your set. If you walk around with these dark ass skin, don't be like, oh, I'm, eth- I'm ethnic. Right. Like, You're not going to be ethnic at the end of the day. Hell no, nah, man. When I'm jogging at fucking 8 a.m., like, you know, <laughs> when I'm jogging at 8 a.m., they're definitely not. 
checking me to see if I'm ethnic. We don't got to get into all We're that. We're not going 100%. to, man. One thing that I, I don't want to do is bog this podcast down with, like, too much political political bullshit. bullshit. But what I will say is this uh, to Ahmad Aubrey's family. Uh, oh, yeah. All the prayers in the world. Condolences. Condolences as well. Uh Anytime that li- like life is lost or anything like that, it is a true like uh, tragedy. Right. Yeah. No matter what the Especially when somebody's just like exercising their rights to be where they want to be. Yeah. That's, it's sad. And I really implore everybody involved in the situation to educate themselves as deeply as possible so that they don't lose this case. Absolutely. I mean, mind you, like, uh, I don't know. I just, I recently came in some more information because I was looking it up, mm-hmm. but I didn't know that it was Georgia, like in Georgia law, essentially, uh, that you can actually, like, if you're, if you suspect somebody of committing a crime, you can make a citizen's arrest. Welcome. Yeah. I mean, citizen. Yeah. 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 yeah like, so we have that in Texas. That's, that's what I'm saying is that that's what the basis, uh, for, right. Like, that's what the case, defi- that's, that's what their, that's where defense, their defense yeah, is. That's what is the that case they, is going to be. And yeah. that's why I'm saying before anybody goes out there and spouts anything. Okay, before you try to create a narrative online about what happened and what didn't happen, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. And before you let the outrage, like, cloud your mind against, you know, facts, laws. Because, unfortunately, right. we don't live in a world where it's black and white, where when injustice or tragedy or something like that strikes, where we can just, you know, immediately point out who's right, who's wrong, what happens. We live in a very nuanced world with right. a lot of different laws. Some of them aren't always in our favor. 100%. But the reason we have laws is so we can have a society. I mean, all that generic bullshit. Right. But what I will say is all that, that all all that is just to say, like, look, you can get online and you can say whatever you want, but at the end of the day, you have to support the law. Absolutely. And if you want to win, you have to speak on the law. And we don't want to speak. And laws were fucking broken that day. Absolutely. Don't focus on the bullshit. Find the laws that were broken and push for that because I. <clears throat> I know we said we weren't going to get bogged down in that, but I'm so tired of watching us get outraged about something so much to the point that when it comes time to deliver the justice, when it comes time for the truth and everything to come out, we are so wrapped up in the circus, so wrapped up in The the narrative that we like that we literally fight a case that's unwinnable. Right. Like, we say, oh, this person murdered this individual. Right. Or some shit like that. Knowing very well, like, that yes. to, to to pin somebody with murder takes so much, like, evidence. It takes premeditation, right. different shit like that. It's not enough. It, that That's not enough. Like, just because we want to tag that line on it and we want to see, like, the, the, the right. a maximum amount we of justice, see justice dealt. We want to see street justice dealt as soon as possible. Yeah. We, we have to, we can't lose our, we can't lose ourselves in the fact that there are laws and that there are rules and that in right. order to try to stick, uh, in order to try to stick this case right. or any other case in that matter, we have to operate from a place of calm, cool-headedness. Yeah. Like, if we don't, like, this is a time for, and I hate using this fucking U word, but this is a time for us to unite and rally behind the family, mm-hmm. try to provide them with as much emotional support as possible, right? If you got money to donate, donate it to the case. Please. <laughs> donate it to the case. Not the niggas selling the t-shirts. Do not buy, yeah, <laughs> don't, don't be out here buying t-shirts and shit. And hoping and praying that that nigga's going to give you $20 to the family. Pay that damn lawyer. Please. <laughs> Put, Help us win this fucking case. Put yo. some money in that lawyer's hand and let's 
let's let's win this fucking case. But yeah, Lin Manuel Lin Manuel fucking Randa. Yeah, right. Fucking punk boy. He's not a punk man. Because here's the deal. I bet I bet money that Lin Manuel has had to throw up at least a punch or two. Where living in the fucking think about it in the heights. Think about it. This nigga writes songs that are. This nigga writes songs from from the perspective of a nigga who's never been in a fight. You and think so? One hundred percent. Because like you know, I remember there was a there was one thing where he was talking about how immortal technique used to bully his ass. That is funny, nigga. I wouldn't tell nobody <laughs> that anybody was bullying my ass in school. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I'm not that. Uh, like I guess I'm not that wrapped up in the image thing, but I can understand. It's, it's not about like, image, but it's just like I, I wouldn't look, tell people immortal. Franklin, immortal you know, you know me, <laughs> my, my fucking you know Franklin, our Lord and Savior, that isn't Jesus. Praise him. Praise um, <laughs> Franklin Ocean definitely uh, is a is a punk. What's that say? Punk in a Peter Pit or whatever? A punk in a Peter Patch? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you, you made me say that fucking derogatory. That is a very shit. disgusting term. <laughs> the the way the way the term goes. Yeah, mind you, we are from the South, y'all. So like this this kind of stuff just kind of comes out at people. But yeah. The phrase that my brother is looking for is happier than a punk in a Peter Patch. Right, right, right. Which, that boy is very gay. Yeah, indeed. Right? But that nigga is hard. <laughs> AKB. That nigga hard. is hard. That nigga, Jay Versace, you know, that's the new nigga that I'm like starting to be like admire. Yeah, humble Starting to admire and shit. With the, uh, the, the. Yeah, weirdo. The, little, little weirdo, loud gay kid. What the fuck is the who, name of that rat, who, who makes beats for fucking drug dealers? That is wild. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, these niggas is hard. Lin Manuel, he's strong ish. But I think that he made a very palatable album for. Old white moms. You mean like an album, as in the Hamilton soundtrack? Or Excuse like- me. Even just the he just made a body of work that is like baby's first hip hop thing. Uh huh. And I mean, what I'm saying is this, right? Hip hop. The reason that it became a commercial success in the fucking first place is because the Sugar Hill Gang, right? The plagiarists. All right. I don't know, but go on. Uh, well, excuse me. The first commercial rap hit was by the Sugar Hill Gang. Okay. The plagiarists. Right? Okay. And that was probably the most, like, soccer mom introduced How does it go again? Mainstream. I said, a hip, hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip, hip, But was hop. it like that in the 80s? Was it like that in the 80s? No, not, the not underground. I'm, I'm fucking We're not going to do timelines. This is the yeah, last thing. The last thing I'm going to do is try to hit you with, a oh, the exact date, right? Oh, yeah. I'll give you names, I'll give you areas, and if you got the fucking tools, which everybody fucking does, you do. You can go look that shit up. Remain tried to charge me up about the mobile shit. Yet. Excuse me. Did I say, Remain? Uh, you did. I'm in Villain 99. You mean Admiral? Or normal, whatever the fuck we going by. Persona non grata. Anyway, that weirdo. Love you. God damn. <laughs> Baby bro. But yeah, he tried to charge me up about getting mobile wrong last year. I mean, last, <laughs> last podcast. podcast. But go ahead. I don't even know what the real term for that is. I don't know. He told me, but, but I forgot. what I'm saying is that this, right? Blah, blah, blah. The Sugar Hill Gang releases that hip, hip, hop, hippity hop song. Fucking can't remember the name of that fucking song for the life of me. Right. But uh, they released that song and it becomes the first commercial rap hit. Mm-hmm. All right. But it was essentially made for mainstream. I figured it out. I mean, like... You it's remember, called Rapper's Delight. That's it. I was like, what the fuck is the name of this weird-ass fucking... 1979, yeah. So, right right at the cusp of the 80s. Like, right there. Mm-hmm. But it was the first commercial rap hit. Yada, yada. Like, I need to state that anymore. Um, but it was it was basically fluff. Right? Okay. Fair. Okay? But Not, it, really. It, Not really. Not really. Because the lyrics were, were pretty rough, too. 
Some of some people's. No, no, strong. They were strong lyrics. Some, Broken like, glass everywhere. People pissing in the streets and people just don't care. That <laughs> it was. That's hard I'm, for 1979. Yeah, but so is like fucking uh, Hamilton's. Uh, I'm not throwing away my fucking shot. Like I, I, I sailed over here. No, that's not hard. That nigga sa- I sailed over here. My mom was fucking de- like me and my mom were sick. We were laying in our own shit and piss. And then a hurricane came and that's fucked up the town. That's good for actual Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, and that's he, good for him. I'm just saying it. No, it wasn't. Nothing good. Nothing good happened to him on that. Island. Except for that musical that he made that made so much money. You mean Lin Manuel? Lin Manuel made that musical. There he goes, Lin Manuel out here fucking appropriating white man culture. Man, that's you sad. Know, it, it, Hamilton's half black. He's Creole. Creole does not mean black. Half and we're going to stop that. I'm <laughs> saying at the time it meant Creole. I mean, at, at the time, a mulatto motherfucker, you could say it was a Creole. He was half. His father was an Irishman and his mom was from the Caribbean. Okay. So the nigga was a nigga. I need to see pictures. Of his mom that died before he made it over? <laughs> There's a lot of things that I need to see. Because, like, if we're going to fucking, if we're going to. Put what this we, nigga in such high. What we don't, what we don't do, right, is we don't speculate that Thomas Jefferson was fucking one of the slaves, right? What we don't do is we, we don't, don't have to speculate. We that don't it's been confirmed. Yeah, it, it, I don't understand how we can say it wasn't confirmed that Alexander. Big dog, I got them lyrics wrong as hell. Were you singing the message? The first, yeah, I was singing the message. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait a minute, that sounds like the message. Yeah, the right. better, like yeah, nah, the I better rap hit that that came from. If only you '80s niggas came up with other rap cadences. <laughs> hey, look, what do you mean these '80s niggas? If I hear another motherfucking, a whoop it, huh? Whoop it, whoop it, huh? You're saying different things. Whoop it, who? Whoop it, huh? Whoop it, who? The trap, the trap. Are you a boomer, nigga? What the fuck was that? I was like, the trap cadence has been around for a long time. And then the Migos, when the Migos hit, like that that fucking that flow permeated the culture. And it wasn't until Young Thug that shit started getting a little interesting. Niggas been doing triplets for years. I'm not trying to say that triplets is a is a bad form, right? But we can say that it is the norm. Now. It's a tool. It's like doing uh it's like As, doing it's like doing tap solos, nigga. It just it's just a part of the era. Okay, and as was the cadence at the time. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, you make do with what you have. You emulate the shit that you were around. And you're you put, right. You put these fucking Sorry, records. 80s. Thank you. I just wanted to hear that. But Lin-Manuel Miranda crafts Hamilton. And I think it's a masterpiece. I think that In the Heights was a good show as well. I enjoyed his work on Moana. I I, I thought that whole soundtrack was dope. You didn't like this fucking Moana soundtrack, nigga? Nigga makes soft music for soft <laughs> That nigga said, oh, wait, wait. Like, no? That shit no. didn't touch you? No. Not My once. ex used to sing that song. Ah, well, see, that's why you're fucked up about Little Moral Miranda. <laughs> Don't be fucking She was living. so happy to be like, what is Moana, alto? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I wish I spoke that language. Yeah, right. Or I could tell him, I'm she like, like oh, you're a natural tenor. She would be like, I'm an alto too. This is crazy. If I ever did an audition, I'd do it in that way. Yo, shout out to, uh, what's her name? I'm not going to throw her name out there. It's all right. peace in the. It's, it's, all all peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all peace. It's all peace. It's all peace. You know what I'm saying? I've been trying to go on an island. <laughs> I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. Well, I see what happened. You decided that Lin Manuel was soft. Because your old bro was just no, it it. it actually has very little to do with that. It's more so like, all right, look, I'm a hip hop fan, absolutely. I'm an actual hip hop fan, for real. I don't need anybody to put me on. I don't need a musical to put me on. I think. Yeah, but Lin Manuel put a lot of people on random hip hop. Right, right, right. And so when you go over there and you think it's gonna be like a hip hop musical, it's actually just like 
It's a it's a period piece with hip hop thrown on top. Right, 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 right. Just some real soft shit to do. Like, I'm piece? gonna make a period piece about Alexander Hamilton. About Alexander Hamilton. But he has a cool life. But it's gonna be rap because he really lived the struggle. He did. I'm like, bro, I don't need to hear that shit. Kill I don't me. need to hear that You're shit, bro. Me. You're killing me. I think the fans turned you off. Really? No. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And this is where I respect Lin Manuel. Right? I respect him. Well, I, here's, here's what I'm saying. This is why I fuck with him. Right. So he makes the whole musical. Right. Cool. And uh, he writes me because he's a hip hop fan too. I like as far as I know, I can say that he. I can say that he's a hip hop. I, I ain't into pulling cards, but if, if, just based on his body language, and he probably says real weak nigga shit. He does probably. Say he something. probably says real weak nigga shit. Like I don't like Twenty One Savage. He demeans women. I don't know about all that. <laughs> shit. Nigga was at the slut walk. What you talking about? <laughs> but what else? That is crazy. But that's because he was fucking Amber Rose. And uh, it's okay. Keep going. But yeah, no. What I'm saying is this. Uh, Lin Manuel makes Hamilton. And uh, there are a lot of moments in the show that are influenced by rappers that Lin-Manuel fucks with, right? There are portions where he basically channeled or thought through the way this person would do it or how this person would react. And he kind of assigned different kind of roles to the founding fathers or different people in history and uh, kind of based their, their individual rap styles or shit like that on these people, right? And when it came time, like once the fucking thing blew up and it came time to release the Hamilton mixtape, like I feel like that he did a, a really good job of going out and contacting people that either A, influenced him to make, like influenced him to write the way he did or influenced a character in the actual, in the actual show and the play. So like the Hamilton mixtape is filled with like, Artists. There are a lot of motherfucking top artists in this thing. I say top artists. There's a, a lot of artists. Nigga, if I see Watsky or any of these other Watsky, ass... Watsky is definitely on it. But, yeah, come on, but, man. What the fuck, yo? But Watsky is... Uh, well, Watsky is portraying a, a very angry... Um, a very angry Hamilton. We got niggas like Joel Ortiz. Joel Ortiz, nigga. Busta Rhymes. Busta fucking Rhymes. The Roots. That nigga said rah, rah. Nas. Dungeon Dragon. Nas is on the thing. All these niggas are just, if you Google hip-hop niggas. Yes. Except for Joel Ortiz and maybe Dave East. I don't want to listen to nothing with Aloe back Missy in it. Missy Elliott's on this. No, no, no. Uh, Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah's on this. Okay. It's fucking Queen Latifah. We got K-9. Snow the product. Snow the product. The product. What a fine ass. We got Jill Scott on here. Jill, fuck. We just got done talking about how amazing Jill Scott was. I don't know, man. I'm saying that that's a star study. It doesn't list. really seem like he's giving anybody, like he gave anybody that was in the new school a chance. Because he wasn't inspired by the by people in the new school to write well, the way he did. You say, you say inspired, but it seems more so like you didn't see a place for these niggas in that blocks. Well, not in... Box. I, I, what I feel like is I don't think he saw... A founding father or a person in history or anybody involved in the story, right? I, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think he tried. I don't. What new young niggas? My main thing is like, all right, and this is it, right? I don't. I think he's got a very particular idea of things. Okay. And this is no disrespect to him because once again, I respect him. But of that round table, round table with like uh, Issa Rae, Day, uh, Donald Glover, uh, the nigga who wrote Whiplash and La La Land. Uh, Damn, John they Favreau. Write the, they write, that, yeah, that's, that's the same, the same nigga. nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's the type that's of range you want. <laughs> that's fucking wild. Yeah. Like, we go from, like, J.K. Simmons chucking symbols at Miles Teller's that's head right. to, like, that's fucking right. white people jerk J- off Jonah Hollywood. Jameson chucking symbols at little fucking... Uh, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> at Mr. Fantastic's head. 
Right. It yeah. is just like, okay, we got Donald Glover, Issa Rae, all these people pioneers in their own right. Absolutely. John Favreau, who I don't know why we keep giving this nigga shit. We give John Favreau. But he be fucking killing this shit. So I'm not mad at him. All I know is the chef was an incredible piece. Chef is a great movie. Like, I love that movie. And like when, when he did an interview and called it food porn, I couldn't agree more. Oh, 100%. Like, that nigga made a sandwich in that movie. I was dead ass just yeah, like... Yeah, Cubano shit? Yeah. Oh, God, I love a fucking Cuban sandwich. That shit. Do dope. you? I love Cubanos. I've never had an actual, like... I've had one... Not a Cuban fan. Cubano? But I've fan. had, like, a lot of, like, Cubano variations, I could say. You made your own sandwiches. I got you. Yeah. I feel you. I did. Like, mind you, I made my own sandwiches. I had other people make me sandwiches. When I got a Any Cubans? No Cubans. I don't no. know any Cubans. So how did you have a Cuban sandwich? It's Cubano, man. John Favreau's not Cuban. No, he's not. But he made the shit out of that sandwich. He spent 10 minutes making that sandwich. You have to sandwich. be a cute... Yeah, man. Ten, in 10 movie minutes. 10 awesome movie minutes making that sandwich. Oh, but God. that's the reason I got a panini maker back in the day. That's what's up. Like, back in the app. I was that's like, I need this Once sandwich again, in my life. I want it known. I respect that nigga. I mean, I'm not saying you don't... Dis- like, I'm not saying you disrespect Lin-Manuel. I yeah. think that your uh, dislike of his art is it, misplaced. I, I, okay, say what you want. I think mm-hmm. that his artistry is bad. Because I think his artistry really, really, really relies on being relatable to white people. To white people, yeah. I, I can, nigga. I'm just being. And honest. I like a lot of white people. I love white people. I'm not gonna take it that far. I say I love some. I, <laughs> you're right. You're right. The, the white people that I grew up with are great. Yeah. I've had trouble loving the ones past that point. There are some white people that I've met after adulthood that I was like. Mm. Mm. <laughs> They wouldn't invite me in their home. I would, <laughs> shit, I'd shake your And they're not even racist. No, they're just, no. <laughs> I've been in racist people's homes, and they invited me with open arms, fed me and shit. And I'm like, this is all right. This is wild, but you know, they're usually accompanied with the words like, you're one of the good ones. No, I haven't heard that much. I didn't really I used to hear that, that shit all the time, man. I'm sure you did. Like, and I was like, as many times, and any to any of my wife, family, friends, or anybody that's listening, I'll that call invite, them family. Like that, that invited me in or something like that, and then said you're one of the good ones. I understand. I understood what you meant. Yeah. But what you said was really derogatory and fucked up. Oh, great! I'm glad that you took this opportunity to let them know. I was telling every, I'm telling everybody when you say weird shit like that, like when you're looking at somebody and you, because this is the Well Spoken Token podcast, and at the end of the day, I'm gonna go ahead and put that shit out there. First of all, yeah, is that when you talk to a person, whether they black, white, or anything like that, when you tell them that, like, well, mostly black, but you know, mm-hmm. when you tell them that, like, oh, you're as an ethnic a, person, period. Yeah, yeah, it's like as a whole, like you're one of the good ones out of your bunch. That's yeah. like you essentially saying, like, hey, you're the best fucking like. I'm trying to think. Uh, like, you're the only non-rotten... Like, you're the only apple that didn't get spoiled in the bunch or some shit yeah. like that. Uh, and that, like, as you're a the whole... Most, you're the most pear-like apple Yeah, right? Like, you're the most agreeable motherfucker. What that tells me is this, man, is that, like, had you not known me, had you not met me, in your head, you automatically already had a preconceived notion about me. And so when you say shit like that, it immediately lets me know, oh, where your head... Like, where your head's at. Like, yeah. internally. Like, again, most of the time motherfuckers say shit like that and they don't mean it like that. But it's just like, well, the thing is that if one of my cousins was sitting right here, like, that's right. a whole different situation. Would this, would this be the same narrative? Yeah, it was like suddenly, like, I'm not, like, one of the good ones anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So let's 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 try to refrain from that. So let's clean that shit yeah. up in 2020. Like, where it's just cool. like, how about you're just a good person? I'm still or not how about fucking I really with, like you? I'm still not fucking with Lin Manuel, but you are saying true things. Oh well, you know, see, sometimes I like to, you know, dice my my opinions up with every, a little truth. For the past three pods, you've done this. What? You've done this, like, yeah. Every now and again, here insert metaphor that it's not gonna pan out. 
I let's, try, man. Let's try not to. This I time. speak in metaphors, and sometimes they don't come out good. Okay, cool. But yeah, but yeah. No, either way, we can agree to disagree, uh, Mr. Miranda. Yeah, if you like the nigga, that's cool. Like I don't think, but I, I know you showed me what. What's the name of that shit? Twenty Twenty One Chump Street or whatever. Fuck. Yeah, your girl showed your girl showed you. Yeah, yeah, yeah she Chump showed Street. me that shit. But I, I was the person that was like, yeah, this. Well, TikTok is, showed her, and this, I, yeah, yeah, which is crazy because Twenty One Chump Street's been out for like a few years. Yeah, welcome to TikTok life. Yeah, right. Damn. You get up. You, you want to get to TikTok? No, I'm good. Ah, uh, me too. <laughs> you can do it. Nah, fuck. You probably TikTok. better for it. I maybe. I can see you doing little bullshit. You know, punk boy dances. Now I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm. I love me a good dance. I love me a good hip hop dance. I love a dance. Like uh when Soldier Boy was out here dancing. Oh, we were all the Cupid Shuffle. Of course. Kang Yang with it. Like can you can you Kang Yang? No. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. All the line dances, all that shit. Cupid Shuffle, the ghetto hokey pokey, I like to call it. You and, and everybody even, else. I don't like the word ghetto, by the way. That's not my favorite. I hate it too. Like it's not like if it's not talking about a fucking. I Jewish, think that should be if it's be not about Jews. Slum, yeah, I think like, it's a Jewish term. <laughs> like, <laughs> if this isn't a Jewish slum, man, yeah. then I don't want to hear like hood. Fine. Yeah, like, fine. Like janky, whatever. Projects. Fine. Projects. I'll take it. Absolutely. But ghetto. ghetto? I was like, nigga, hey, look, ain't nobody hiding under no boards in this bitch. Ain't right. nobody in no crawl spaces in this motherfucker. I ain't got not one patch to identify me as nothing in this bitch. Absolutely fucking not. I mean, How at you least think they identified gay people at that time. They used to make them niggas wear the pink one, right? What? Uh, so, look, I remember this. <laughs> that's hilarious. No, that's, that's, that's not hilarious. Up. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, because, uh, you know, they used to make them wear the Star of David on their arm. Yeah. Right? Jewish people, yeah. But I don't. Actually, no. If they made gay niggas wear like uh, pink, yeah. that might be a real thing. Not the fact if you have like a grandfather or like uh, like a cousin or something else like that that survived, who was a like homosexual during that period of time, it would be real dope to hear from. Like for real, hit us up because that's an interesting piece of history. I'd love to hit. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. Is random. Piece I think of that that's one thing that like you know what I'm saying like you can talk as much shit as you want to. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can speculate whatever the fuck you want to say. I love women, and I've I've never been with nothing but women. But gay history is under fucking rated, and I would love to know more about it. Absolutely, there's a lot of shit that ain't that ain't just drenched in like weird nightclubs and shit. Yeah, like actual gay history, like for real, for real, like, like gay like, people who did shit that like you know um, that mainstream niggas did. Like I'm trying to find out who the gay MLK um, is. Yeah, who's the gay MLK? Mar- who's the gay Martin Luther King? Yeah, because like that's a weird thing that doesn't get talked about gay history. Like we're I don't I don't know if we're ever gonna get to the point where nah, I don't know we're pretty progressive this at this point. We're gonna get to it. Like where it's like, but I don't think it's ever gonna get gay. to the yeah. It's never gonna get to the point where like people look at it in schools and shit. Like gay education. Yeah. That yeah. I just think that that as a as a title for a class is right. gonna ruffle some ruffle some feathers. It is gonna ruffle ruffle some feathers for the next probably like thirty years. Yeah, and I don't know, but there is a lot of contributions that gay men have have given. But I think that people don't want to take it out Absolutely. of the ethnic. Speaking of gay men, man, uh, and gay women, probably. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, we can't we can't leave out the women. Uh, R.I.P. Little Richard. R.I.P. Little Richard. I don't know who I, was Little Richard gay. I'm pretty positive Little Richard was gay. I feel like that's special. Did you watch the? I, like I I remember very young. This is a weird brand. His name is Little Richard. <laughs> this little is a dick. Little dick. <laughs> but there's a guy that's. Little dick, so I mean, like, right. we, we, I like him, but uh, one of the, the, the fucking tail end memories I can kind of grab from childhood was the uh, the Little Richard biopic, like they had a uh, like way back in the day. I think the nigga that played, uh, oh god, uh, he was in the five heartbeats, and he was like, Sometimes I wish raindrops would 
No. That nigga? I got a confession to make. You didn't watch the five heartbeats? I, every time it comes on, I strategically <laughs> fall asleep. All right. Have you seen The Temptations? I, another movie where every time it comes on, I strategically fall asleep. I feel you. There are movies. These I, movies are long and boring. <laughs> it's not boring. You were just young as shit when it came out. Because the thing is, did that you watch- was, That nigga had some swag on him, man. Shit. Little Richard, Richard said he was the handsomest man in rock and roll. That nigga- I always- Yo, shout out to every dude out there that's like, I'm the handsomest nigga. I'm the prettiest nigga, et cetera, et cetera. It was like, yeah, fuck them niggas. Like, shout, yeah, out to, shout out to ASAP Rocky, because like when that nigga was like, pretty boy Flacco, I got flawless skin, and these French braids are amazing. Like, Yeah, he's a handsome boy. Yeah, until he was slipping on semen and stuck in fucking He was a Sweden. handsome boy then. <laughs> the only time I ever felt like he was like killing the hand, like not being the handsome boy that he is, mm-hmm. was when this nigga was looking like a single mom. With oh, the perm. With the perm? <laughs> you shouldn't have a perm if you ain't got money, bro. Yeah, no, you got to have way more stacks than that ASAP. Yeah, you need money. And I think Perm ASAP was also the one that pulled uh, Iggy. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. When she got ASAP tattooed on her finger and then promptly removed. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that was, you know, she was quite the bop in the area. Shout out. I still, yo, not to, I'm not trying to shit on none of your conversation topics. I see that you've been over here cooking and shit. I'm proud of you, son. Oh, I'm proud of you, little boy. I'm proud of you. Oh, you know, thanks, Dad. <laughs> but thanks, Pa. I really do feel like Iggy Azalea deserves more um, credit than people give. I mean, after I, the after the weird freestyle thing, the freestyle video uh, surfaced, and which then, one? Uh, the okay, but hear me, hear after me that out. Surface, I think that people gave her a lot of flack. But <sighs> shit, I think that all right. Think about how you were introduced to Iggy Azalea. Fancy. Okay. I was introduced to Iggy Azalea when she was a 2013 XXL freshman. Damn, was she the, was a freshman. Yes, That's yes. wild. Her, Macklemore, Danny Brown. Jesus, what a, what a Hopson, class. Hopson, <laughs> what a weird class. And Future. Fuck. We're all in the same class. Right? Yeah. And Don Tripp. There's a lot of people in there. It was a very mixed bag. It was possibly the most underrated class. I, I don't know if underrated, but diverse. Diverse. That's why I'm saying underrated, because it's just like a lot of these people went on to have very storied careers with devoted fan bases. It's true. Macklemore run best rap album of 2012. Poor Macklemore. I'm sorry you had to <laughs> deal with all that hate, man. Hey, I'm sorry. But when you stack fucking Macklemore up against fucking Good Kid, Mad City, dog, it's yeah. very difficult for people to be like, yeah, that was fair. Like, You're right. We're used, actually, I think, I think, actually, I think people are very used to like letting things go when it comes to some shit, like mm-hmm. when it, especially when it comes to hip hop and awards and shit, because niggas get passed over all the fucking time. Like right. the things that I consider the greatest pieces of hip hop don't necessarily always get nominated for the big awards and shit. But yeah. that fucking year, that fucking year. Now hold on, hold on, hold on, like, hold on. I just found out that I got the I got the year wrong. It's not 2013. Oh yeah, it's not 2013. Let me fix it. Let me fix it. It's I think it's the 2012. Because uh, I was about to say, it had to be around that time frame because Macklemore won. Yes, it was the 2012. Yeah, it was 2012 because I was about to say, Macklemore won Best Album the same time Good Kid Mad, Good Kid, Mad City came out, and that yes. came out in 2012. And I'd venture to say that it's a bigger album. Than what, Good Kid or the album? Good Kid, Mad City is a cultural smash. Yeah, it, uh, here's one thing. I'll tell you this. Like, I was weird and upset about, like, the the winning, like, Macklemore taking that award. Right. But if you look at time and yeah. the way time is held up, 
Like, Good Kid, Mad City stood the, like... It has was, stood the test of time the test and of time. goes down in history as one of the most important rap albums. It is a classic, legitimately. Not right. like the way we use classic now right. where it's just like every fucking but album. classic, like, Grammy... The, the Grammys doesn't give awards to classics. No, that's not the plan. I think 100% it's success. Time. I think it's about the current success of that year. Right. So that's why I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm not really that mad at it, right? Travis Scott was also a... Um, a fucking freshman? Yeah, that year. Damn, Travis Scott, twenty third, like 20, 2012. Travis Scott has been out for a minute, Eight bro. Eight years? God damn. No, that, I think that was 2013. I, I was don't like, know. Hold on. Nigga, either either like... way, doesn't matter. My point being, right? Yeah. Iggy Azalea came in during a time post Nicki Minaj. Gotcha. Right? And Nicki Minaj had a whole different rollout that people just seemed to like forget. I like, think she you, was one of the most storied. Like One besides... does not become a pioneer overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nicki Minaj came in here. She wrote the blueprint on being the weird chick with the weird gimmick. The pop hip-hop chick. Like, right. Like, that Meg Thee Stallion is current. Meg Thee Stallion, Doja Cat, all them people are, are currently. The roles that are filled. Like, the the I, I I would say the lane that she drove there yeah. was where, like, a lot of people right. took it. But. Respectable female Iggy rappers. Azalea, being from Australia, and whatever, I, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were very into the culture at the time. But she was she was a pioneer in the same way that like uh, not in the same way but like in a comparable way to like six nine or whatever minus all the disrespect. Yeah, it was like there were so many headlines and tabloid like there, right. She was but constantly in the news. It, it wasn't, wasn't based like, on her behavior. Yeah, though. it wasn't like uh you know she's stitching or she's fucking like you know out yeah. here being a wild person. You're a she white just, woman and we don't like that. Yeah, right. But the, at the same time, she had hits. I think that she was Cardi B before Cardi B was Cardi B. I can see what you mean there because yeah. she definitely had like she had, well, like you said she has hits, she had uh presence. She right. she could really like And besides she can also rap. Yeah. And I I think a lot of people just forget about that. It's just like, "All right, cool." You know, she went up there and she did that weird uh, you know, that, gibberish freestyle. Yeah. But that was that was her lookout for detox freestyle. Live at a fucking festival, your audio is gonna be fucked up. Also, your accent is gonna get in the way. Y'all niggas really gotta chill, man. I mean, I cut slack because people fuck up all the time. I yeah. do. But what I will say is this: you're right. Uh, I feel like Iggy Azalea is a hair underrated. Just a little bit. Like uh, I'm not saying that I'll listen to Fancy over any of these other songs. Yeah, and I'm not buying an Iggy Azalea album tomorrow. But what I would not say is that she did get a lot of hate that was maybe a little undeserved. Give that girl. Because she, point. I don't think she was ever perpetrating as if she was like a fucking like like, like a black chick. Like yeah. that that she was that deep in the culture. Not even about a, being yeah, black chick. Yeah, you're, right, you're right. It was that like the culturally she was never trying to step into lanes right. that I feel like she wasn't. She had no business. Yeah, that's why I'm like trying to talk about like that's why I made the comparison to like. Uh, Six nine or whatever, because it's just like this nigga's never really made any claim. No, that nigga has never like stood on, as, like stood up as an authority and said that I'm like all hip hop or yada yeah. yada or or anything like that. That nigga has always been kind of like I'm in it for the fucking money, right? Like fuck you niggas. He's Why been a very transparent. He's like I'll take artist. care of your fucking daughters and leave me alone. Like yeah, but the thing is, he's still snitch. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus, but I get it. But he was like, yeah, keep my name out your fucking mouth. But if you want to put it in there, you know, it's money. Truth, because that was the thing. Like for a long time, and probably still even now, Takashi Six Nine's money. I mean, Takashi Six Nine's name is gonna be fucking money. It will, always or no, be. not money, attention. Yeah, because like uh, I don't it, know how much money that translates into. Yeah, right. I, Especially I see a with lot the of... fucking god tier lawyer that he found. God damn, any nigga, like 
that can go, that can go, decide that he's just going to fucking participate in all this racketeering shit, right? Yeah. And then flip, flip, Rico. right? And then be out within a year? Yeah. While other niggas is catching 25, 19. Meanwhile, Meek Mill can't ride four-wheelers. Meek Mill can't pop but then again, then again, then again, you also got to acknowledge, like, Meek Mill had priors. And yeah. you're not going to jail for riding four wheelers. You're going to jail for probation violation, which for some shit that you shouldn't have been doing. Which in the we all time. know. You know, most of us know. Like, hey, that's a good way to get niggas and rural blacks. Excuse me, niggas and rural whites back in the box. Oh yeah, and and, and let's go ahead. Like I say, rural. Uh, just to, to, to key in the words, fucking poor. Uh, but yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, I sorry I had to calm down for a second, but the way our judicial system works now, and the way our like the way this shit works now, is that a lot of I can't say the way it works now because I'm not a fucking lawyer, but the way it seems the shit is set up is that like parole, probation, all this shit right. is essentially like a, a it's like a predatory loan. Yeah, like we're gonna give you this time outside, right? You gotta pay us, and if you don't fucking pay us, it's not like we're gonna come get your car. We're not coming to get your house. We're coming to get your freedom. Right. We're gonna come put you back in the fucking jail. Yeah. Like we're gonna make sure that you're you're gonna pay us to be an upstanding citizen. So what? And like on top of that, give you a bunch of arbitrary rules and random shit you gotta follow. Treat so you like a fucking kid. Yeah. Come to like, and if you're in a halfway house, like that's not even a fucking like. There's yeah. no content. This shit. Like you're in a fucking like chore board. Yeah. And it's just like, no, nah, these are grown ass men. Right. These are people, and we can treat them like fucking people. And I saw some shit on, and I hate saying this word, but I mean, I hate saying this phrase, but I saw some shit on Facebook, one of our old drivers. That is a terrible way. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I saw some shit on Facebook. That's the easiest way to lose credibility when you say some shit to oh, me. Oh, yeah, I already turned you up. Like, as soon as I say, like, oh, you hear the words, like, Facebook? No. Mm. What I mean is that uh, our, our old geography teacher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, you know, I, I fucking, I'm friends with him. My LARP nigga, yeah. Yeah, I love that nigga. LARPing like a motherfucker. But, yeah, he was talking about uh, the way he feels about uh, the criminal system. Criminal Poor justice. guy. Well, it was just because he didn't post. It was one of his students had, had posted about, like, essentially alluding to the Derek Aubrey situation. I mean, the Ahmad Aubrey situation. Yeah. And uh, he was, he, he kind of made a bunch of points. But the one thing that stuck with me was just like, I think that we really should try to em- emphasize um, less incarceration for victimless crimes. Agreed. Uh, and, and try to push more customer service, or not customer service, community service. Type shit, community service, rehabilitation. Right. These are the things that we should like that he felt that we should kind of focus on rather than the incarceration. But we make so much money on private fucking prisons. Yeah. We make the, the the labor's fucking cheap. Yeah. And it makes white folks feel safe. Our judicial system is privatized one hundred percent. And like, what's the point in if we can possibly get free slave labor? And I'm not one of them thirteen, the thirteen ass niggas. <laughs> I love you, Killer Mike, but sometimes you be on the on the rails, hey, Killer Mike. Killer Mike is an, is an extreme that I feel like we kind of need in some areas. Depends. There gotta be the nigga with the ten four. He's got hat he's somewhere. got an energy that is infectious enough and level headed enough that you know he can say a lot of things. Yeah, some of the. But shit. there are definitely sometimes I'm just like, all right, bro, you gotta chill. Like I think we can calm down, Killer Mike. Yeah, like, really. But yeah, no. The sometimes f- you look at like old. Sometimes you look at like Run the Jewels promo and it, like this nigga <laughs> LP looks so tired. He's just like, damn, this nigga's been Another white about- boy that needs way more respect than niggas. L fucking P, man. That white boy legitimately fucking, like, he he razzes my berries, man, in a good way. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I like that nigga. 
I like that nigga too. Like I, I did not know who the fuck LP. I didn't know what the like. I didn't know yeah, what the white ever, boy's name was. You ever heard that nigga? You ever heard that song? Uh, Reefer and Beer by uh by Devin the Dude. What? I ain't trying to cut you off. Nah, you good, but, but I, 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 what? It's it's a song. I, gotta I love show you, Devin the Dude. I gotta show you this shit after after the work. I mean after the after the the podcast. But go on. What were you saying? You know about what? LP? We have mentioned so much music in this podcast. Like the, in this particular podcast, yeah. I think what I'm what I'm gonna start doing. I want to start putting together playlists. Yeah, each week you definitely should. Uh, before we like, right before we put out the play, like the podcast. Actually, you know, what? fuck it. I'm, I'm I'm nailing it down. I'm putting that shit on wax. Wax Sundays, baby. Sundays, you can catch the Well Spoken Token playlist. Mm. Right, it's gonna be a mix of the shit that I've been listening to that week. Cool stuff that I found. New music, old music, music you might hate, music you probably gonna love. Right. But I'm going to continue to make these, and every Sunday I'll put them out. I'll, I'll share them to my Instagram page. I'll share them to my Facebook. Real reps. Real reps. Or random rock songs that I might throw in there. Who knows? I'm all about it. Fuck it. Yeah, but yeah, we just talked about so much music. But you said Reefer and Beer? Yeah, Reefer and Beer. That's my a, Devin that's, the Dude. Yeah, my I'm Devin gonna... the Dude. It's like it's It's got this weird... I don't know what the fuck it was on. I don't know what album. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, it's disgusting. This is on some fucking OG, like... <laughs> nah, so it's disgusting because, like... Alright, so, like, uh, let me let me get to the... Is it in the beginning? <laughs> it's like he's having a conversation <laughs> with this, like, hick-ass white dude... <laughs> And uh, he's like having this conversation with this hick ass white dude, and he's all like, "Man, we would never be able." It's like, um, it's like a Louisiana woman, Mississippi man, but reefer and beer. <laughs> it's like ebony and ivory, but reefer, reefer and beer. beer. Shout out to pops for putting me on that joint. Yeah, man. Thanks, dad. Thanks, dad, yeah. for all your music taste. Because like, dead ass. There's, I don't think I could. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. Speak on mom's music taste, even though it's it's May and it's Mother's fucking Mother's Month. But uh, I couldn't speak Shout on music and my taste without talking about the fact that like pops really did put me on a whole lot of shit. I would not be a Pimp C fan. I would not be here without Snoop Dogg. Like, yeah. like legitimately, pops loved the shit out Doggy Style. Like, I don't remember. This is a, this is this might be a myth because my pops always gets shit fucked up. But he used to tell me it was like you know how niggas used to put Mozart classical music on people's stomachs when they're babies and shit like that. Well, before your mama had you, I used to take Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style album, and I'll just put headphones on her stomach, and you'd be in there listening. To my I don't album. believe that. I don't know. I don't. A nigga could yeah, be capping. But all. either way, what I do know is there's confirmed video of like one year old me like rapping every word to quite a few. You didn't rap every word. You just kind of said the word you knew. Exactly. I seen them bullshit ass videos. That's as, that's about as much as a one year old <laughs> could take. Man. Yeah, I get you. I get you. We're not going to embellish that. Toilet paper roll, just getting it in. I feel you. Who's that knocking? It's the woo dog. I had a speech impediment because my lips were big. Uh, mom, mom actually recently said our heads were huge, and I realized yeah, that very, shit pissed me off. I, I realized very quickly. I was like, you know what's funny about our heads, man, is that our heads didn't ever really grow. Our heads have been about That's the same. What you said, yeah. our, our heads have been about the same size since we were about like eight. I don't know about that one, Chief. And then we just grew into the bodies. I don't so know I mean, like about our that bodies one, just caught up. Nostalgia is cancer. Don't believe that, man. Here's the deal. About nostalgia, man, is that like I feel like as a place in time, you know, it, it, it is the past, it is history. 
uh, I think that nostalgia is something that you can get lost in. 100%. Like, I, I, I don't think it's cancer. I don't think it's bad. I think that you, if you get lost in nostalgia, you will find yourself living in the past, quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that nostalgia, in a way, is good. It, it allows you to bring up the it recall, like, these wonderful things that you loved or these things that really happened to you. Like, these are your memories, nigga. Like, you want, you want to have them around. But uh, living in nostalgia. Yeah, no, and I, I, I agree with you. But I think that most people don't have the self-discipline or the self-control to be like, all right, let me chill on that. Let me not sit up here and try to remember all the good times every time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, so much energy is devoted to trying to get people to, like, sit and reminisce with you. It's like you can't get nobody to sit and play with you. Yeah, now that's one thing I will say is that, like, being nostalgic by yourself is one thing, but, like, yeah. nostalgia in a group can be, like, uh, like nostalgia in a group, I think, is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it, it, it makes you stagnant. I mean, I, it doesn't. I mean, it can't. It, it encourages. It, 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 it encourages stagnancy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, bro, like, as much as I love the good times and shit like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're friends for deeper reasons than the, the times we've shared. Yeah, right. We made those memories because we 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 had something. Absolutely. And, and we and still have something. Let's make more memories. Yeah. Let's not live in the memories. It's like, the thing is, we're everybody's growing, everybody's changing, and you might find out that one day while you're living in nostalgia, like, in nostalgia life, you become a different person yeah. than the person, like, you know. Right. You, you become I, I think that that's, that's something that's definitely happened to me. Like, the young, the, the person that I was, like, eight to ten years ago is not me, because the person I was eight to ten years ago was fucking 15. Which is what... What fucks me up about like uh, long term relationships and niggas that stay married for like 30, 40 years, right? I think it's different, but go on. Well, uh, what I'm saying is this is that like uh, with nostalgia and shit like that, right? Yeah. That I, well, excuse me, I guess maybe not people that get married for 30, 40 years, maybe just people in relationships. I think people who marry their high school sweethearts. Yeah, or is that like not to say that you can't grow with a person and not to say that you yeah. can't change things, but sometimes people get, like, you get stuck in that nostalgia in your relationship and you're looking for the person that that person was. Yeah. Like, you're looking for the, like, you're looking for that nigga from high school. Right. Or, the only you know, time you're ever, ago. the only time you're ever infatuated with this person is when you're point. remembering shit or yeah. when, like, you know, they're behaving in manners that they were in the past. Right. Instead of, like, and so, yeah. Nick, hey, try not to build your relationships on nostalgia. Right. Like, or at least like acknowledge the true character traits of whoever you would like acknowledge the character traits and not like their personality traits because I don't think character changes I do think personalities do absolutely I okay. think I think the person that I've been I think I've always been generous I think I've always been you know caring and I think I've always been sarcastic that's my character like that's always been my character right but there have been times when I've been more bubbly or like more bubbly. There have been times when I've been more Stoic. open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there have definitely been times when I've been more of an asshole. Absolutely. So. Yeah. You know. You change. You, like, before, Yeah, exactly. You change. So before you like fall in love with somebody's fucking I personality. Tell, I, I had to tell motherfucker. I was like, hey, look, don't fall in love with this nigga here right, right. now. Because you don't know what I'm like when the chips right. are down. At the end of the day, I'm, I'll always give you exactly what the fuck. You need and what the fuck you 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 would expect. Absolutely, but I'm not always gonna be the nigga that you expect. No, nah, and 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 mind you, because we've been on. Like, I see, I see, we, we've hit an hour, and I don't like to necessarily put time frames on it, but I feel like we can wrap this, like start wrapping up. But what I will say is this: is that like I was a completely different nigga from the day that Grandma Shirley was alive, right? To yeah. the day that Grandma Shirley died, right? Like, when she passed, 
like literally I like I remember like it was a whole different nigga because like and and I mean I was different for a while before yeah. I learned to get over it. It was just like that shit that 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 one uh, loss that one situation my changed me at my. It was core enough for like it was enough to change me at my because core you have to like time. if you if you don't like you know our relationship with her yeah you know she she provided a lot for us in times when I felt like I didn't have anybody absolutely you know what I'm saying. She was a, she was a voice. She was a person that would listen to you, right. understand you, and be patient, and try to and try to understand. What, like yeah, absolutely. Depending on if it was some dumb shit. Depending. But what I'm saying is, is that like she was another voice. She was a right. person. She was a person there to sound off that was way like softer and gentler than yeah. mom could be at the time. Yeah, because yeah, like there was no. I think mom had to have like a, a certain heavy hand. Right, uh, because she was our actual mother. Yeah, yeah, it was just because like it was, it's three boys. Like it's easier to be the sa- yeah, it's yeah. easier to be the savior when you don't have as much as stay. yeah. You don't have to be the disciplinarian a yeah. lot. Like you don't have to fucking like deal with the the the, the right. backlash or the the emotional trauma or you any take, that shit. Yeah, you like, can take you know. a more passive hand. Exactly, and, and I, sometimes that's what you rely on. And it paints it, and it can paint you in a different light. Like mm-hmm. to a person, like the perception of you can right. be a different. When and I think that, and I think person. that watching mom lose that, yeah, watching mom lose that part of her. that that fucked me up too. When like when grandma passed and watching watching mom, shit, like, even watching that. even watching Uncle D. Shout out to Uncle that, D. That sh- that will never forget. That I'll day. never forget that because when I that yeah, was the hardest nigga that I'd ever known, ever known. But when he came in that house, like, when he came in to tell us what the fuck happened that morning, yeah, and, he like, took us to school and shit. That shit, yeah, like that broke him, yeah. And, and I was, don't blame him. And what was fucked up, like, well, not fucked up, but what was crazy about it was yeah. he kept telling us, he was like, hey, look, you know, y'all, you know, y'all just be strong. We're going to get through this. It's yeah. Be okay. But he was fucking done. That nigga was done. I don't know. Yeah, what, that nigga was checked out. Yeah. I don't know what he did after that, like, after he left that day when he dropped us off from school. But I knew, again, that was Well, another. he ain't, I mean, even him, he ain't been the same since. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. It's another situation where, like, oh, that really changed you. Yeah, like uh, and and people noticed. Like people were like, "Oh, but I mean, in the end, as disgusting as this might sound, not mm-hmm. disgusting, but as as odd as it might sound, it might have changed him for the better." Absolutely. Like, sometimes that that really does happen. Mainly because it's just like, look, man, you know, sometimes you have to see it happen. Sometimes you have to experience it to be like, yeah, it could go at any time. Yeah, like this shit could go down. And yeah, uh, being appreciative of the shit that you have or the people that you have, or trying to make moves. Yeah, which I think that was really the start of a lot of his entrepreneurship. Yeah, because like, you know we we used to visit him in jail, and like they would all sit around. I think like and I think that's what stuck with me the most growing up was like going to. It's it's different, and I try to explain that to like a lot of my more privileged uh, people that haven't had families. Yeah, because yeah, I I think that a lot of people don't acknowledge like how much prison culture permeates young East Texans. Or young black males, young black males and young white males. Like I, yeah, excuse one, me, yeah, you're very. That's right. one thing that I'm not gonna young like, cause, males. Like yeah, because prison doesn't discriminate. No, well, prison does discriminate, but it doesn't really. discriminate. Uh, it discriminates by class, not yeah, not, not color. Like it's like if you're broke, like, yeah, it, it just happens to be a lot of niggas be broke, right? But like if you don't you, necessarily have a better time no, in prison, if you don't have, white. if you don't have money or education, like yeah. it's, if prison sucks, period. Like I don't mean to 100%. make that a black thing, but like if you don't have time, if you don't have money or education, right and like a lot of the times, the way the the judicial system is like beforehand is mm-hmm. that you get a court appointed lawyer, like someone who's just kind of here to get shit done. And sometimes you get a good one, sometimes you don't. But you don't have the proper representation. Yeah, and you'll end and up. And you got to go system. in there, and you got to end up talking a language that you don't understand. Yeah, and you end up in a system. 
And once you get in the system, it's so hard to get the fuck out. And and what some people, I guess, don't talk about is how much it affects, like, not only families, the around like, you. the people around you. Yeah. The, the, that's what, like you were saying earlier, it affects, like, you know, mm-hmm. young, lower-income males so yeah. goddamn much. Uh, it, 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 because once you go in there, it's really hard to let it go. Yeah. And that's why that's what killed me. I think that, you know, a lot of the... And, and you know, you, you acknowledge that young. You, like, see that, and it's just like, damn, I feel this shit, and I'm fucking... Eight. Yeah, I want no problem. I'm nine. <laughs> I'm ten. You know what I'm saying? And you would sit in there and, you know, like, you get put onto some some bomb-ass snacks in the fucking right. prison lobby. Spreads, all that good shit. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. You get, like, the little fucking microwave hot dogs and, ha- like, hamburgers and shit. Them shits be busting. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The niggas be geeked to get that to the to the, to the whoever you visit. Who the fuck you visit? Like, the one thing yeah. I always remember about visiting, because uh, Uncle D didn't ask for a whole lot. That nigga really nah, he did. never did. That nigga really did try to, like, avoid people spending money when they came and saw him and shit sure. other than gas. But I, don't, I, don't, I have no idea how he, I, I would love to one day talk to him about it. But I think that I think he wants to separate himself from it as much as he possibly can. Absolutely, but I think that there's a space for kind of a nigga to talk about it. Like I, I if, if there was ever a time that I feel like I would have Uncle Dion, it, it would be to I don't necessarily say to, to talk about that, but I would love to like. I'd like to know how it shaped his direction. Exactly, like uh, how cause how you go from like being the man you were to like the eight years you spent in fucking in in jail in yeah. prison. Uh, how that affects your relationship with your children, how that affects... Which is crazy, too, because yeah. like he left when his daughter was like... I don't even eight, remember. Eight or nine? I don't remember. Yeah, because she was... She was uh, damn, that was wild, man. Cause he yeah, was, he, was, he was in there for a while. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, back to the point, I used to... We used to go over there, and, and Grandma and him used to talk about their dreams in there. And that's when I realized, like, yo, you're never going to stop dreaming. Yeah. No matter where you go, no matter where you're at, you're never going to stop. You're always going to want something. Like, I remember that. Sitting up there, he was talking about, like, opening up, like, one half, like a half a... Half, half a burger. barbershop, half burger joint. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, that's crazy. And she wanted to open, a, a like, a, a... A nightclub. Right. And I was so geeked at that idea. I was like, yeah, that's fucking possible, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't even think about, like, all the... The financial shit yeah, that but, was attached to it and shit. But I think that put the battery in my back to be like, yo, when you get older, you have to open yourself up to these opportunities and you have to like, you know, you have to hold on to this shit no matter what. Because your uncle was able to hold on to it when he was in prison. For eight fucking years. Your grandmother was able to hold on to these dreams. Like, in her even older before, age. Yeah, yeah, even before she fucking passed. And the, like, You know what? I'm going to stop saying she was older because uh, she was 55. I, mean, I don't remember the I don't remember the numbers. That's that's what I'm saying. She was 55 when she passed. Grandma wasn't old, but uh, yeah, but even even in her uh, later years and before she passed, like she was still very much all about like dreams. I remember walking in uh, when she was getting dialysis and shit. She was still talking to me about shit that she would like. She was wanting yeah, she to, wanted do, to do. She tried to do, and uh, yeah, you're very right. Like that's something that shaped me as well because I remember these conversations and remember wanting something. So yeah, I, I, what I'll say to everybody and anybody listening, man, is that like. Never forget about the fact that your your mind is the most powerful thing that you have access to. Like, yeah. And if and and how you use your mind, how you, how your mindset is, will affect uh, your successes and your failures. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah.
pretty cut and dry. Like I'm not trying to fucking mic drop or anything like that. But what I like, it's just I found myself in I I can't say I've always been like I'm pretty positive, but there. Are well, I've never been times. negative. Yeah, I know a lot of people like you know, a lot of times I'll end up in relationships with people. Or I'll end up with uh, like uh, friends with people, and they would be like, "Oh damn, uh, you know you're you're so fucking negative, Virgil. You're you're such a pessimist." Blah blah blah. I was like, "No, nigga, I I don't want y'all to fucking fold when this shit gets hard." Yeah, because the thing is that I'm just prepared. I like I'm aware that this shit could happen. Right. Like, I'm aware that this could pop off, and I want to be prepared. For and that. I don't want anybody to get so hyped up on the positive aspects of it that when that when it hit. gets hard and when it hits you in the face and you're like this isn't fun no more this is rough this is blah 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 i'm, I'm like condition to this like no get up you gotta keep it going you know you gotta keep moving yeah because if you don't keep moving in the situations you're just gonna you're abandoning it like, like how much how much did you really want this shit if you're willing to turn your back on it that quick like at the yeah. at the first sign of adversity like yeah. motherfuckers, like when it comes to the ups and downs of a lot of these accompl- like accomplishments, dreams, thought process, like any of that shit, like uh, it's just learning to kind of like cut through the down portions, right? Like, thug it out when it's hard. Yeah, and and be able to recognize because I'm not saying that you should like fucking die hard on the fucking of course not silly ideas. Like I mean, if you fucking are trying to reinvent the wheel or some shit like that, I mean, you know. Yeah, that might not be for you. That might not be might 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 not be it, but don't let it go until you've seen it through. Right. Yeah. Until you know for a fact, like, hey, look, I did everything in the like in my fucking in my fiber in the fiber of my being to do it. Yeah. I gave it my shot. I gave it the shot like and uh, I know you don't like this nigga either, but like like Will Smith said, uh, you know I don't like that. <laughs> Will Smith said, uh, you know, when you go through life. It's like laying bricks, right? Yeah. And it's like, but you go one brick at a time. And if you focus on laying this brick as perfectly as possible, right. and you just keep laying them Eventually, bricks, yeah. you're going to fucking get a house or a wall or whatever the fuck right. you're building out of bricks. Entrepreneur-ass niggas will be like, that's the compound effect. Yeah, but what Will didn't know was he was talking about, like, what he, Will didn't know was he was spitting game about the, you know, the coke game, man. You take yeah. one brick, right? And you lay that brick, you yeah. flip that bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you just keep laying that brick yeah, and that bird, and pretty soon you're El Chapo, baby. Cool. I highly implore all you fucking niggas who in fed and state period to write books, even the snitches. Absolutely. Hey, look, everybody that has had like actually, if you've had an experience, write that shit down. Yeah. Like write that shit down. Talk about it, man. Because like that's all I'm doing. Or just that. fucking take your phone out and just record yourself talking about it. Do whatever you got to. Whatever you got to. Just do. find a way to chew on it enough to make it happen. Because even doing this podcast and shit, you know what I'm saying? This is something you thought about for fucking years. Years, man. Like in different Trying variations and ways. Like I was like, oh, I'm gonna do. I want a radio show. And that back when radio was relevant. Radio uh, still relevant. I mean, it is because. But you have to know how to make it relevant. For I was gonna say radio is still relevant in some ways. Like I feel like it's relevant in the fact that like it's been around so long. People are attached to a lot of these uh, personalities and people. It's very difficult to let go of that format. But with podcasting and like streaming and stuff like that, the way it is, YouTube, like it's anybody that's doing a talking medium, man. Yeah. But like I was just trying to figure. out, I was like, how do I fucking bridge that gap how do i get into the the medium for talking i've always loved this shit like uh i mean podcasting you know and that's why i've always like uh when 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 i get into podcast like 2015 maybe yeah 2015 that's that's when you show back up and like well excuse me uh when you came back Mm -hmm. right uh back to texas to visit uh you had showed me like podcasts and shit like that like i was not a podcast fan i'd heard of them yeah. had friends that listened to them but i was not listening to podcasts nearly as much as i am now right uh because of that 
But sorry, that was just me saying that was no, like, no, you, put, I, you put me on. I'm not. I mean, it's deeper than just getting put on because it was just like I don't know how this medium works. And I think even now, that's the beauty of it. It's 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 in its immediate like it's in it's in its teenage years. Yeah, because right? like it's no longer adolescence. I'm not a, like we're not in on the ground floor of the yeah. shit. Like and and we definitely didn't. But come you're in. not so we're not so far removed that you can't just buy something and get in the game. Yeah, no, this is uh this is definitely not a situation where you can't just like put your hat in the ring and see like if your voice has like weight. Yeah. You know. Not cuz every everybody's voice matters, right? 100%. But like whether or not your voice has weight is an entirely different thing and who it has weight with. Yeah. Yeah. So, hopefully you niggas Hopefully, excuse me, that uh, the things that I've said, the things that my brother said, the things we talked about today has had some type of weight with you. Uh, hopefully this has touched you in some manner, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, you know, I know we touched on a lot of things today, uh, and some of this stuff might be very, like, uh, sensitive. Some of this stuff, actually not might be, a lot of this stuff is a very sensitive topic, right? Yeah. And so that anybody that, uh, that that's listening or anything like that, just know, uh, and I, I don't say this generically, I love you. Uh, you know, thank you so much for checking this out. Know that you are loved, uh, and that if you have an opinion, thought process, dream, idea, uh, please, please try to fucking push forward as much as you can. And if you don't think that you can, uh, reach out to me or somebody, reach out to somebody and see what they can do, what, how they can help you. Because we live in a world with so many people, so many ideas. Uh, there's no reason why we shouldn't be trying to network or try to show people that like, Things are possible, especially if you ask or you ask the right questions. No, no such thing as a dumb question. Uh, I'm happy to talk to anybody uh, about anything. Sometimes I have fucking issues my damn self, so who knows? I might reach out to some of you motherfuckers. But this is the well-spoken token, and I'm motherfucking signing off. Peace.